for men and the women who loved them, for dads raising daughters and the men they want them to attract, for the moms raising sons that need help making them into quality men. Welcome to our table. Alright, welcome back to the podcast. This is uh, now Stripped Raw. Uh, we're missing our head honcho today, but I think we'll make do. We got uh, myself, Cam, Fred's back, special Amen. appearance a little bit ago. Amen. Yeah, we got Burner. Yep. Uh, Cobes. Yeah. On that love sack. That's right. It's comfy. That's right. Schwal's doing some filming for us. He'll uh, he'll come in in a little bit. Yeah, Schwal. Um, today we're talking about assumptions. Assumptions, what they do in in relationships, the good and bad. Um, we're going to break down, you know, how we all feel about it. I'll be learning myself. You know, I was excited to pick the topic so that, uh, so that I could branch off of you guys. Um, but yeah, some of that old man experience. I'm here to learn. Well, something you said um, just now, you know, talking about that, you said, um, you said the good and bad. I'm just curious to know if anybody thinks they're, can assumptions be good at all in relationships? Absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. Why do you, you say that? Well, you can assume. I always assume people are going to do whatever benefits them. And I'm rarely wrong. Hmm. And because of that, I'm rarely upset by people. You're also single, right? I have like seven girlfriends. Okay. <laughs> just, just ask. You say you have seven? Unofficially. Unofficially. No, y'all got a couple girlfriends. I mean, I deal with a lot of women. I talk to a lot of women. I question a lot of women. And I was raised by women. So I grew up with a sympathy that might be over overbearing. But um, I do, I, I used to like put women on a pedestal, you know. So I've gone from both extremes. Right. You know? and so, but yeah, what I do know in dealing with men or women, any relationship is typically people are going to play to win. And if I was anybody's friend, I wouldn't withhold them from doing that. You know what I mean? I can already accept you because I hope that you're doing the best by yourself. It may not always benefit me, but I want to see you win. So you said from your baseline, you just automatically assume yeah. that they're going to do what they need to do to win. That's, 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 where, you, that's where your baseline is. I would is. hope they possess the, the, the knowledge, the skill, and the, the, the balls to do what's best for them and um, know that I'm on their corner. It doesn't have to benefit me, mm -hmm. you know? Well, there are people who are on the flip side of that, and they think their safety net is uh, assuming that nobody will meet their standards. So that when they do, it's a, it's a positive thing, right? Um, I don't know if I've ever agreed with it, because you're thinking like the least of any person, mm -hmm. especially in a relationship. You know, what that does to your partner, I'm, I'm sure it comes off in a way, but um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm stuck, and I'm, I'm excited because... You know, either way, there's obviously going to be positives and negatives to both. But I think it is more common for people just to say, you know, I've been hurt so many times. I'm going to assume that this person is bad or this person is going to do this so that when they don't, it's a positive. So when I met my wife, she had like a book, like of all these things that she was looking for in a man. And I was like, you can throw that shit away. <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm not worried about what's in that book because I'm a different person. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. A lot of people, when they get hurt, they put up a wall or they 
take that next partner and those wounds aren't healed and they bring that to the next relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's tough too. Because now they're assuming that you're going to be just like so-and-so. So I, I'm kind of against assumptions in that sense. Because I think we're all different. We all bring different things to the table as far as relationships go. Yeah. And like being married for 12 years, like we're trying to work together to create that partnership. And when I assume things, it's usually on the bad side for me. Mm. Um, so different context, different way of looking at things. Yeah. I also think the weight of the situation, obviously, you know, if I expect you to put toilet paper back on the roll, that's a fair assumption. You know, I assume that you're going to do that. Um, but the weight of the situation and like stuff that goes big, you know, I, um, I don't, can't think of a good example right now, but you get what I'm saying? I could segue into that because one thing I learned about relationships is, um, between the sexes. Okay. Well, I guess in general, but the small things are the big things. People don't break up because rent wasn't paid. People don't get, you know, like that's always going to be taken care of generally, unless there's like a health issue or something. But if you're in a committed relationship long-term, those big issues, car getting fixed, roof getting repaired, they get worked out. It's the little things, the not putting the toilet paper on the roll. Mm. Those are the things that turn into a mountain. Yeah, they all build right up. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So those are technically the big things. (laughs) So I wouldn't have thought about that. It does make, yeah. Hmm. That's when you start to hear those conversations. People like, "You never do this. You never do that. <laughs> yeah. You always never. do this. When you you always use that do that." Word, yeah. <laughs> right. When that never word comes out, you know somebody's <laughs> feeling a certain way. So. Well, and then you uh, like, I feel like it is a. I mean, it's happened to me. I don't know if it's a man thing. Maybe it's just a person thing. But you walk away from that like, man, that was a big fight over a toilet paper roll. Like, what was that about? But and, and it may not be about toilet paper. You That's start peeling it back, back. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like all these other things. I'm yeah. like. I, I'm a dude, so I'm thinking, like, why is she so mad about toilet, toilet paper? paper? Like, okay. I mm-hmm. fixed that in 30 seconds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I should be good then. <laughs> and but then it's, still it's not, not that good. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still good. It's peeled back to three months ago when you didn't get that birthday card and say, oh, thank mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. for the birthday card that your mother wrote <laughs> in Kansas right. that one time. <laughs> right. And it's that building of that mountain that you were talking about. Yeah, it has right. nothing to do with toilet paper. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, cause I'm sure there's plenty of times you didn't put toilet paper on it, and it was fine, you know. Yeah. But no, this time, you know, I'm a savage. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I don't know if Fred uses toilet paper. I don't. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I just pull it over into the sink. <laughs> <laughs> so where do y'all stand on, uh, say, in a, specifically in a relationship? You, um, where you hold yourself on assumptions? Because, you know, it seems like there's a gray area. But at the end of the day. What what of and what amount of do you think affects a relationship when assumptions are involved? Or how do you go about it? You know, we got Fred's. Hmm. So I think sometimes, you know, we assume certain things, certain things are going to get done. Get up in here. In a relationship, you're going to take care of X, Y, Z, especially in a partnership because relationships are partnerships. Yeah. Yeah. I know everybody looks at Hallmark and all that other stuff, but it, it comes down to partnerships because it takes two people to continually do those things. And when you're assuming that your partner's doing those things and right. they're not, that's when those little 
toilet paper incidents become bigger things. There was such a segue I have in that whole partnership thing that um, it's an extreme view, I would say, but it's an understandable view. As men, because we control relationships, we lead them, we're responsible for them. It is a partnership. But if you started a, uh, a dog grooming business and you had a friend who had a bunch of money and they were your partner 50-50, but you did all the washing, all the delivery, all the pickups, and they sometimes work the cash register. Is that a 50-50 partnership? Hmm. Would you no. say? Well, it depends on what they're bringing to the table. Are they're they only bringing money. Money's cash. important, right? I hear you. You need a roof over your head. I, no, I'm you talking know? about if you start a business mm-hmm. grooming dogs, you pick them up, you groom them, you deliver them, you do all the background, whatever. They were just your your capital. Would that be a 50-50 partnership? Well, would you be there without the capital? I hear what you're saying, but That's at the end of the day, can. there is the the input, but then there's the, the follow-through. So, yeah, they wouldn't be there without you as well, so you can cancel that out. You both you bring an yeah. idea, they bring money. Yeah, yeah. Those cancel out. Now the follow-through is you do everything, and they might sub in here and there. No. no I, I think, I it, I think it depends on what you, what you view as like even or 50 50 i mean because if you exactly. if you're saying i have to do the exact same thing as you well one if i have to do the exact same thing as you then we don't need each other right truly right, right. so right <laughs> but if, if you don't do anything but yeah if but bringing the money to the table right. at the beginning but if that's so i think it's an extreme if, example but if yeah. going into it if that's what the agreement is if it's exactly. saying like hey two of us are going this into is, this business together this is your responsibility this is my responsibility as long as they fulfilled it and they continue to fulfill their responsibility, then I still think it's 50-50. I hear you, and that's yeah. the thing. So if you don't have that conversation beforehand, right? and you don't explain, this is all I'm doing is bringing money, and I want half of everything that comes out of it. And you agree to and it. And you agree to it, then you got it. But at the end of the day, that won't last long. It really won't. I don't think uh, so right? either. So now when you look at a partnership between men and women, it's never 50-50. I think it's closer to 70-30. Men are going to do all of the heavy lifting. Men are going to do everything to keep the thing protected and held together and women just have to kind of show up and handle a few things because we don't have a long list of what we need from women better not talk to my wife then i think she'd flip that (laughs) (laughs) so maybe maybe not but (laughs) so in my opinion i would rather do that 70 percent because the 30 percent that she's doing if my math is right i don't know (laughs) the 30 percent she's doing is stuff i would not want to do I would rather go out and mow the lawn and right. lift heavy things. They gave us big you know? shoulders for a reason. Right? That's, that's right. And yeah. so it's I would the rather stuff do that stuff. It's almost thankless. It's almost mundane. But this is what I do. The one thing that you rarely get attention for is the fact that, hey, you can come outside and not feel threatened. You can wear what you want and walk around mm-hmm. next to me. I'm in this first world country. And you don't feel in danger. And that's something that is lost in first world countries a lot of the time. But if you think about it, any metropolitan city, go down to D.C. at a late night, are you still going to feel happy to be scantling about the town at midnight 30 with nobody? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it? it's not even the cities anywhere. It's like anywhere because I mean, stuff happens everywhere. Yeah. Like my, my girlfriend isn't, you know, necessarily comfortable going out and well, where she lives in a in a relatively very safe college town. Because on the off chance that you know something happens, but um, that all disappears when you're standing there. Yeah, ninety ninety eight percent of it. Yeah. Most of those 
threats are cowardice threats anyway, mm -hmm. and they don't really stand when there's masculinity in the presence. But well, that's been, you know, at least in my uh, relationship, that's assumed by a lot of people's assumptions. But um, I think this is where I'm gonna lock it down: is that I, I don't work on a lot of assumptions because everything's talked about, everything's communicated. Right. Um, you kind of move into expectations because in my relationship now and previous relationships, it comes out very early. You know, this is what I can give. This is what I can't give. This is what I expect. What do you expect? Everything's on the table. Everything can be seen. Um, and with that, I don't think it, assumptions exist. So wait till you go through your deployment, right? <laughs> and your partner may realize all the things that you do that they don't realize, or I won't say take for granted, but mm -hmm. Um, I don't know a better term to explain it. And then when you get back, like you're trying to do things and they already got a system. Like it's almost like they don't even need you. It's kind of mm -hmm. crazy, but yeah. you're going to run into that this time when you guys are together. Cause she's not, she doesn't have you to rely on. Yeah. yeah. So it's, well, I'll, I'll dive into actually some experience on that. My previous relationship, um, was when I went into basic training. Uh, we were together for a few months. I went into basic. She was dependent, very dependent. And I wasn't as good as communicating. You know, I, I was younger. I was emotionally very young. It was before I met these fine fellas and started you're learning about myself. Yeah, you and, still uh, young. Yeah, yeah, very young. <laughs> and uh, Enjoy why. Why his stare. But uh, she was dependent. I didn't realize it, or I thought it was a good thing. And I went to basic. She crashed, built herself back up on independence, and when I came back, she was gone. You know, um, without those discussions, it it played out that way. I didn't know that she was gonna crash because we didn't talk about it. I didn't know that she needed me to walk outside. So, one of those learning lessons. But like, yeah, to to circle back, I think. I mean, I always come back to communication, but that communication and throwing out expectations, and I think that takes a lot of assumption out of the window other than assuming that it's going to continue. I don't think you can necessarily get rid of assumption altogether, but I, I get what you're saying because even in your case right now, when you lay everything out on the table, you're still assuming that person's going to hold up their end of what they said they were going to do, right? So that's still the assumption there, yeah. right? So I don't, I don't know that we can necessarily get rid of it all, but... Yeah, it's a healthy thing. It's like um, a lot of people say, you can't judge me. The Bible says you can't judge. The Bible says judge. Have good judgment. It's not wrong to judge things. You look like a crackhead. That's a fair judgment. <laughs> you know what I mean? right? I'm not going to be like, oh, well, we got to treat everybody the same. So, right. like, I hear you, man, but I don't make judgment. I got my family here with me. Don't get too close to them because I might die. Homie. That's my judgment. Yeah. yeah, we all good, you know. <laughs> Till we so know. it's not necessarily uh, the assumptions that are that are bad. It's like what you do with the assumption afterwards, right? So if mm -hmm. you don't know how to handle disappointment or whatever, then whatever you assume that didn't go that way, now you don't know what to do with it, and you, you react a certain way, and that's what kills the relationship. In my opinion, it's not necessarily the assumption; it's just what you do with it, you know, or how you handle it. What's that saying? Um, reacting and uh, instead of reacting it's there's a saying that essentially says uh, I think you're making this up uh, probably <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 
maybe <laughs> I don't know. But how like instead of basically being on your heels to situations and and bursting mm. out of emotion, you um you can instead of rocking back, take that step back, think, and uh, and run into it. So I think um in that sense, like say your your expectations were failed or or your assumption was wrong and you were let down on both sides, you know, I've seen, seen it go south both ways, done it myself, where instead of thinking, like, I made this assumption and it didn't play out, it's the end of the world, you know, this sucks, um, being able to kind of talk through that, because as, as you're saying, it does make sense, like, it happens, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so learning how to not only see it, be aware of it, but to handle it right. instead of out, you know, letting your emotions take over. And that's growth. That's maturity. That's lessons learned. Lessons learned, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so when it's coming down to the, the, the topic of the podcast, basically, we can't get rid of assumptions. We have to learn how to work with them. Work with them. I, I'd say. And mm-hmm. through them and around them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I assume that we'll be friends after we leave out of here. Am I wrong? No, not at all. Right, right. It's a good assumption, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that's something that's easy to assume. Yeah. You know, now, like you said, you assume somebody hold up their end of the bargain, and in love, and in grace, they can fail you. But does that derail you to the point that you like? I can't believe I'm in this relationship. Or is it just like, hey, let's have a sit down. Let's have a revisit. Let's kind of. That's it. That's what it should be right. Let's let's mull it over and see if it's probably not something I should expect from you, or mm-hmm. assume that you'll do. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not within your, you know. Yeah. Would you compare the level of importance to exceptions to ego? As in, like, good ego, excuse me, good ego and bad ego. There's good ex- good exception, or acceptance and assumptions. Good assumptions and bad assumptions. But if you, you know, learn how to use it, learn how to react to it, be aware of it, it's a very, very good tool. That's what it seems like. I mean, I would say, I would almost would say that there's no really like a, like a bad assumption. I don't think it's just a, like you assuming something is just where your thought, where your mind was going at that time. You know what you thought was going to happen, and to me, I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just sometimes it don't lead there. You know, I mean, you can assume, assume assuming is an outcome, right? Or uh, mm-hmm. you can assume this is going to end badly, or it's going to end good, or better, but. Yeah. That doesn't make it a good or bad assumption, per right. se. Right. right. So it's not colored in that. Yeah. Whereas when you say, um, what was the other thing you were comparing it to? Ego. 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 So good ego, I guess. Uh, I would almost there's say a, it's, there's a range for yeah. ego, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not enough is bad ego and too much is bad ego. But mm-hmm. if you're in the range, anything in there is good from a little bit to a lot, mm-hmm. just not too much, which is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> so is there bad ego? I mean, we we about to Back get on top. We about to get on top. We done this. four <laughs> episodes on ego. Yeah, no, I feel like uh, ego thing. is very important in so many ways. I think so too. Because you have to believe in yourself, mm-hmm. which ego, in that sense, becomes a, a portion of a narcissism, which everybody thinks is a bad thing, and it's not. It's just not. It's a part of masculinity. To be like, I don't care what anybody says, I got this. That's a narcissistic view, though. And if you don't have it, you're not going to be the you're man you're probably going to fail. <laughs> Whatever. You're probably already failed in your mind, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just who's tasting it. This is too sweet for me or this isn't sweet enough. But for yourself, all the ego. You have to believe that when you go to bed at night, you're the best version of yourself or you're working to be that. Mm -hmm. That's full ego, right? Hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of times, I think ego gets a bad rap because of, you know, how I would say that it's it's mistreated, Mislabeled. but I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's mistreated. I think it's, it's some people have a have a false ego, and so they'll they'll overcompensate and they'll use that to sort of down somebody else or belittle somebody else, and because it looks like they're just egotistical or they're you know, but it, I don't think it's that. I just think they're, that person's probably very insecure and they're using they're overcompensating to bring you down to their level, mm -hmm. and then you know people will look at that person and say, oh, your ego is too big. It's like no, I don't think that person is operating out of their ego. They're probably operating out of fear and insecurity. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Healthy ego in healthy men looks like brotherhood. It looks like, you know, because we. Compassion. We already know it. Like, we yeah. go in a room full of guys. We know to keep it even. Keep it leveled. Mm -hmm. Things could go south, and then it becomes a life and death situation. And I got stuff on the line that I can't be around this foolery. Right? Mm -hmm. Men understand that we're responsible for so many more things than just looking cool and, and puffing our chests up, right? And so it's those ones who don't have that responsibility or that attachment to real life that'll come out, shoot up the club, or, you know, throwing chairs in the Waffle House, ruining my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Personal experience. <laughs> hey, man. Waffle House got that. No, 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 talk about it. We got their own assumptions about what we're talking about. I assume the fries ready. Good ones. Good assumptions. I assume the fries about to be ready. I assume it's going to be dirty when I walk in there. Oh, yeah. That's, that's but a good I assume assumption. and expect good food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep it, we keep rounding off of that topic, though. So, assumptions. Well, in a relationship. I think we got a good grasp on it. I feel like it's uh we have a golden rule. Assumptions make ass out of you and me. Yeah. And um so that's a voiced assumption. But within inside of myself, I assume a lot of things. Not like a weatherman who you know, <laughs> I assume it's gonna rain today. He ain't assuming he guessing. He just <laughs> he's just looks guessing. good chances of rain, you know. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> Just failing at his job every day. Just Still getting paid. <laughs> is that the insecurity in his ego? Or? That's what it is, I think. Man. Well, I think there is an attachment with assumptions and ego here that we can talk about, which is uh, what kind of ego do you need to have, say, with, you know, let's get out of relationships, but with strangers, that you make an assumption that somebody's going to do something that you hardly know maybe and it upsets you to a point where you act on it in what regards in in safety or in like here we go saying? back to this crackhead waffle house thing yeah i don't know where you hang out yeah. sorry but just be ready that's all it's just, that's all i'm saying uh, yeah <laughs> i mean assuming something bad is going to happen kind of rises up in the back of your neck and in your gut it's something you don't really have control over sometimes. You know when you get into a situation, it's like... Yeah, I get that. I think more what I'm talking about is like... Um, uh, assuming... Perfect example. here, Me and him both experienced this up in the, the supermarket. Assuming you say excuse me to somebody and they're going to say it back. 
I'm going to assume everybody's polite, right? But they don't. And it hits me in the heart, really. Makes me sad. But it also makes me kind of mad. Oh, yeah. You what? hold the door for somebody <laughs> yeah. sitting there waiting for them to come through. They can't even say thank you. Like, yeah, yeah. you know I think, what I mean? <laughs> I think when you assume something from somebody that you don't know at all, that's a, ba- that's a bad idea. That's setting yourself up for failure well, and disappointment. I, yeah. you know? To a point. Yeah. Like, yeah. I try to assume positive intent when I meet people, right? Mm-hmm. For the first time. Because There's no you were, judgment. Yeah. 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 Or you no can, prejudgment. You let me know if I was wrong or right. 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 And if, you know, Fred came to me and said something about Corey, I'd be like, I'm going to make my own assumption, not based off I of what you, you said to me. You know what I mean? That's so, meeting strangers. I, I work in different factories every week, you know, and sometimes I once, I call a guy, cold call him, we're already in an email chain, I call the dude, says, hey, uh, this is blah, 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 I'll be there tomorrow, and during that conversation, he can mention that, oh, well, I didn't recognize the number, I almost didn't pick up, man, and I'm thinking, either you have Asperger's, or you're just a weird person, so I'm flying in, my flight was jacked up, my hotel was jacked up. I'm like, I know this is going to be the trifecta. But I walk up to him, smile on the handshake, and um, we became good friends. I took him and his wife out to dinner at the end of the week. We had a blast. We sat around for four hours. Um, but I didn't let my assumptions take me into that room and do something negative. So like you, right. I assume the positive thing and hope for the best and go in there. So Yeah. Didn't know him from Adam, you know. So it could have been anything. But you got to... We, you know, we carry ourselves in a certain way so that we can kind of garner that from people. And he said, you know, I would have never, he was almost upset that he had to take me around the factory to do the inspection. So he wasn't really looking forward to meeting me either. But from the moment we shook hands, <laughs> we had to smile, mm-hmm. talk something. You told him it was military. He said, oh, that's cool. My dad was. And from there on, we talked about family, kids. That connection that may not happen based off assumptions. Yes. Yeah. I could have missed a good friend. I could have missed a good friend assuming the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a good dude. Man, that's like a almost like a hidden assumption too when, when something negative happens, like the person who didn't say thank you when you held the door open, we assume that that person's just like a bad person or it's just Ooh. rude or whatever. But the it's like of it. yeah. you never know what phone call they just got off of yeah. that you know what I mean? Like why not assume that something just happened? But what are the chances yeah. every person you hold the door for at, at the commissary. This <laughs> <laughs> just got off a bad phone call. <laughs> I believe I've told you this. Don't you got before. automatic doors? <laughs> they do. They do. Right, you you sit that door. Right. It's the one automatic right in the middle. I'm holding this door. You better not walk through it automatically. I'll tell you, you what. you standing in front of the sensor? I got you, sir. Come on in. But, Corey, you probably know this about me, so I'm going to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Whenever I get bad service from a waitress, what do I assume? I don't know this about oh, okay. you. Okay, so I thought I told you this. I <laughs> always assume she's... At the Waffle House, the waitress... E- not even wait, either way. Like, <laughs> But if you go to a restaurant and you get bad service from a waitress or a waiter, I'm assuming she just got the worst phone call. I'm going to give the biggest tip. Yeah. I give regular tips to good waiters, but when I have a bad servant, I give them a big tip. Hmm. And um, I assume... Because you didn't sign up for this job hmm. just to come out here and hate people. Something's, something's wrong. Right. You know? right. <laughs> something's that's, wrong. that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> Ideally, I right? dig it. Yeah. That's something I gotta work on as well because I I 
I sit on that for a minute. I get bad service from waiter. I'm like, what's this motherfucker's problem? <laughs> I'm, t- I'm being nice to you. Why are you- <laughs> right. Just, yeah. but, but they probably just said, you know, seven people that weren't being nice to them. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. Could and that's the last table. Yeah. Yep. You know, but now they're shit. assuming you're going to be just like the last customer. <laughs> hey, so. yeah. And then Same. when you set that tone opposite, I bet the next customer yeah. gets wonderful service. Yeah. And yeah. I'm assuming if it's so bad, maybe you should be going home. If so, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? He walks out right before. Yeah, nah, you know what I mean? Nah, man, I had a fly in there, too. I'm, I'm not eating this. Yeah, there was a hair or something. It's I'm gone. gone. Yeah. This is probably just going to let him go. Hey, why don't you go home for the night? Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, take the rest of the night off. Maybe should be home right now. Dealing with issue. Got to make that money. I was in a Washburn house recently, as a matter of fact. Somewhere in you in Waffle House a lot. It's my, that's <laughs> I, wish, I wish I was in Waffle House more. I got two restaurants. I wish I was in there more. If I had those on the island, I would not need much more. But no. so I Sundays was, we can catch you at a Waffle House because Chick Fil A ain't open. Fact. No, yeah, but you can get the sandwich the next day or the prior day and hold it, it over. That's true. Oh. That's true. Because they don't put the sauce on the sandwich, so it ain't gonna get soggy. <laughs> but so uh, yeah, I was at a Waffle House and uh, I just overheard my waitress talking about an electric bill is due tomorrow. Hmm. Like, over the phone, just like, clearly stressed about it. So obviously, you got to pay the electric bill, right? I'm out here, got this cushy job, I make decent money, and she's hustling. I'm sure she's got some kids at home or something, you know, trying to keep the lights on, flipping waffles. And how blessed we are, you know? I was like, there's mm-hmm. no way. So I just like, get the, get the check, write it up. This is for the electric bill change somebody's life just like that you know yeah yeah that's solid well and off of being able to read that and like i just said it's something i struggle on you know i missed that opportunity to do good because i'm wrapped up in my own head Mm -hmm. i got some learning to do got that dog (laughs) (laughs) he's always in the fight no matter what (laughs) um we take it personal probably you know, when when things happen, yeah, it's like, oh, I you, do. you're doing it's, this to me. Like, yeah, well, what runs right, has nothing to do with you. Completely honest, what runs through my head is like, what I do to you, right? You know, I'm being nice, but that is a, yeah, I hadn't I hadn't thought about it like that. With age comes wisdom. Hmm. He's full of wisdom. <laughs> Breaking it down beauty. to you. Don't you lose your beauty? So. <laughs> you ain't losing much. It's Not right. me. Yeah. Y'all maybe. I'm old hound dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aging like fine wine. <laughs> That's been left out. <laughs> nah, this is good though. This is good. Alright, boys. Well oh you got another one. We can speak on assumptions from a male point of view. Mm-hmm. I like where you're going <sighs> with this. And I don't want to be out here bashing nobody or nothing, but mm. How do you think women's assumptions play from your experience in a relationship? I'm about to turn my mic off. <laughs> <laughs> no fingerprints, no names. I'm about to close this bitch out. Like, here we go, another 30 minutes. Yeah. I, from my young experience, is that, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I know they probably will. Um, I would say women assume more. More negative or more? Uh, either. Uh, I, your girlfriend's not gonna hear this, right? Oh, she is. Okay, she's yeah. Right over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Probably the first one. Um, Arms folded. Yeah. <laughs> Great no podcast. Um, but in in my experience, it's the the little assumptions. Like, um, 
I've been I've been led to be uh, let to fail. You know, they'll let me fail under the assumption that you're going to do this to have something to to get on about or to, you know, um, maybe not on purpose. But I think they do run on on more assumptions kind of as little tests. Luckily, I'm not in that situation, but like the testing situation now because of the communication. But I still do feel like um, little back to the little things, little things get left out. So before you respond to that, I'm just going to hit you with something on your viewpoint of that. That is the nature of bad communication. Mm-hmm. As men, we're responsible for communicating and leading, right? A woman can bear the the gift or the burden of going through life confused because she's got to find a partner to lead her. In their natural feminine state, they don't want to be making the decisions. They don't want to be wondering where this is coming from or where that's coming from. And that is a, it's not what you have to do. It's the privilege you get to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So just on that, I think that's really interesting. But that's something, the privilege you get to do is to speak that clarity into her life. You don't have to have all the answers, but say, I'm kind of aiming for this. Or to at least create the conversation. Yeah, so that there's some more stable ground for her to walk on. The confusion is always creeping up, as I understand. Always. There's always they're quick to be confused about something. And it won't play into your hands. It never will. So. Hmm. Where you go with that? Nothing. Um, What's your experience on women's? I don't. Assumption? I don't know that they assume more. I would almost say that uh, they have more expectations. Absolutely. But as they far should. as assumption, I don't. I don't know. I think we all assume the same. Maybe yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm combining the two. Yeah, yeah. That that, it's a fine line. Yeah, yeah it's a very close. fine line between assumptions yeah. and expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Should should you not assume what you expect? If I expect a certain thing, I assume that's going to happen. That's true. So yeah, I guess it's pretty much. I don't know which one comes first, though. I guess which one is coming first. Splitting hairs right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think women's assumptions come out of a place of fear, though. Absolutely. You know. Yes. As in. If she's dealing with a guy that's not stable, she's curious about, are we getting this paid? Are we going this direction? Am I able to go shoe shopping today? Or am I going to get yelled at? If I didn't, you know, she's got all these things floating around. You know the waffles and spaghetti analogy, right? Are you familiar with the waffles and spaghetti? No, you have to okay, teach so this old dog that Here we go. Waffles and spaghetti is um, men, we think and compartmentalize things like waffles. So I can have a bad day at home, turn it off, go to work, come back home, continue what I was doing to an extent. Mm-hmm. Women, their thoughts tie together like spaghetti. It bounces all over. There are different thoughts that ring different emotions, and then she ultimately lands somewhere based on all 15 of these things, all processing at the same time. There's no compartments for them. Everything is tied together. So with that being said, when it comes to their fear, like you said, it's a small thing that you see as the the, uh, the symptom, but the cause is, you know, it's fifteen turns away. Yeah. <laughs> no, I you're hitting home with with my wife and I because I I only deal with what's right in front of me. Mm-hmm. I cannot deal with you close the other doors. I'm focused on what's this. happening down the road. Yeah. What's behind me? It's what's in front of me right now because there's so many things hitting all the time. 
and she's always worried about the what ifs and I, it causes some differences of opinion if you will sure. between her and I just based off of that and I think one of the things that she can't stand is I'm like I'm not even thinking about that like <laughs> I, I can't because you, you'd be inefficient if you did you right. wouldn't be able to operate I, properly. I'm in the yeah. I'm in the waffle. Like, all right, I'm gonna sidebar this yeah. or compart you know compartmentalize it. So it's a that's a big fact in my relationship. So 100%. what would you tell somebody who is uh, a lot younger in their relationship than what you are right now? There's going into what you're going into. You know what I mean? As far as like dealing with uh, with a woman who is thinking about the what ifs, and you know that you're like I'm right here in front of me. Like that's what I'm worried about. Like to keep their relationship, um, I guess steady. Like, what kind of advice would you give somebody like a Cam? You know, because he may. I'm still learning. Okay, I'm still learning. I'm. I'll be 100 percent honest. There's no right answer that I can give somebody. Just know that these things will happen and will occur. Mm -hmm. Be prepared. And you just right. I just kind of deal with it. Try to understand her perspective on things, Mm -hmm. but I'm not diving off the cliff with her on the what if. Mm-hmm. So for me, I give that the 70-30 rule again. Get in front of that thing. Yeah. I give it the 70-30 rule because you are able to comprehend which turns out women don't have the skill to comprehend the other side of the table. Not in an insult, it's just not how they do things. You can comprehend that that's what's going to for, you know, come come to, come to a fruition. Um, nothing is fair. We're not looking for a 50-50 relationship. I'm going to lead, protect, and provide for you from your crazy thoughts or whatever it may be. And so when I'm leading to a situation, and I know you're going to go with all these what ifs, part of being a man, part of being a leader is turning around and making sure the wagon's still put together. That may mean that she needs you to sit and just let her talk, or she likes her hair rubbed a certain way, but those little things, whatever it takes for her to just calm down, that's your responsibility to figure out by discussion, you know, not mm-hmm. mind reading here, and then let her play through her thoughts. And she probably doesn't want you to answer them usually, right? And if she does, that's great. Yeah. You- <laughs> Sometimes I think she is looking for an answer, and then a lot of times uh, my assumption is she just wants to talk it out right. or mm-hmm. speak to me, have a conversation. And the crazy part is, although you may not think it's doing anything, that may be the the thing that keeps her stable and you like well I didn't even do anything I could have gave you three oh, I don't answers. say nothing <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> if it's solved we're good yeah I'm good right and so it's very little that we can actually do in those situations usually but be there because mm-hmm. women want to be heard they want to be seen you know mm-hmm. and so to me it seems like hey if I'm saying something to you bro we got to get some let's get these hammers and these nails you know like I'm gonna tell you something because I'm ready to fix something <laughs> but yeah. But different. Well, let's put some information out there as we do. Fred, specifically. What would you tell to a woman listening to this podcast on assumptions at, from a man's perspective? You know, this is this is the key. This is what we're thinking. And this is what you can expect. Well, again, I'm I'm heavy on the 70 30. Um you have to pick the man that can both be a rock and still turn around and be a river for you. You know what I mean? Like 
you got to be able to, you can't be one dimensional as a man. You can't be. Women can have one facility. I'm gorgeous. And that will get them through life. We can't do that as men. We cannot be one dimensional. The key to life as a man is figuring out your weaknesses and exploiting them and growing through them. That's why I play chess because I suck at some things and it's very apparent on the chessboard, you know, but for that woman, communication, not, not pouring into every person because they really don't deserve that from you. You know, I think one of the greatest things, one of the uh, most important things a woman can do besides her career and anything else is choose who she wants to lay down with, to, to create life with. That will be with you for the rest of your life. No matter what, that decision, even if it doesn't lead to kids, will be with you for the rest of your life. So find men who can be around other men. You can tell when somebody's not masculine. They don't like being around the father-in-law or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all the boys are up playing pool or watching a game, and he's out there, like, at the garage just, I don't like it here. That's not the guy that you want to be with, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, I know that choice can be tricky because men are hunters. We figure out what you want, and we deliver that. That's what men do. But red flags are red flags. I don't know if that answers that. It does. Yeah, I will, yeah. I will, I'm going to pile on it a little yeah, bit yeah. also, though. But uh, once you find that man, I would say, to, to go back to your you know question about you know assumptions, I think it's very vital for that woman to assume that that man, whatever he's doing, that is the best that he can do, right? I think it's very like safe to assume that. I think it gets you out of a lot of jams as well because your expectations will go through the roof. But if you just assume that, like, whatever season this guy is in or whatever, you know, he's doing at the time, like, whatever's going on in his life, this is the best that he can produce. Big because best. a man is not going to wake up saying, I'm going to do my worst today. Mm-hmm. He's going to do his best. And whatever that looks like, that's what it is that day, you know. And tomorrow may look different. Next week may look different. Mm-hmm. But today, in this moment, that's the best that he can do. And he's giving you 100% of whatever it is. So if he wakes up and he can only bring 50%, He's going to give you 100% of that 50%. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So I, w- I would say to, you know, like everything that you said about finding that man, and then once you have that man, just assume that that he is doing the best that he can for you. You are choosing him as your leader. That's your choice. Mm-hmm. But now let him lead and believe in him. Because yeah. mm-hmm. woman's belief puts us on the moon. It does. It builds skyscrapers. It makes very comfortable co- automobiles. I believe to that ego, that, that healthy part <laughs> healthy of the ego, though, that's a it creates ego. self-esteem. Yeah. Like it, it does everything. It gets a man down in the sewers every morning yeah. and gets him back home at night so he can just know. Because right. the bottom line, I believe men and women are looking for something different. Women are looking for happiness. Men are looking for righteousness. And that's not in a spiritual sense. A woman wants to be happy, comfortable, and healthy. That's fine. I will go through hell. I will drag through the sewers for the woman that I love. Because I'm in right standing by doing that, by providing for her. If my kids need a roof over their head, I will work the extra hours, which means I miss the quality time sometimes, but I'm in right standing because I'm doing right by you. And that makes me happy that I had to do all that crap <laughs> because it was for you. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I'm in right standing. Well, I, I know for a fact somebody who's going to listen to this is, is going to appreciate this talk because... 
there's situations. <laughs> hey, if your name is one, James out there, <laughs> yeah, sorry, bro. Um, one that I know is that's the situation. You know, he's not with the kids as much as he as he should be because he's he's putting that bread on the table. He's you know working three jobs, yeah. making oh, yeah. the most money, putting yeah. it down, but he gets hell for it because he's not home with the kids. And that's a whole yeah, other topic right, right there. <laughs> so, yeah. disagreement, that's different, yeah. <laughs> so, Fred, after you did all that, after you're in the sewers, after you're, you know, in the sewers, you know, working hard and everything, what is your assumption when you get back home? You talking about, do oh. I assume it's going to be bread on the table and the food cooked? No, I don't assume <laughs> I that. I don't assume so that. The funniest either. thing is, like, I would hope to come home and find that woman is exhausted, sleeping on the couch, kid maybe half awake, half asleep, like just putting in everything she can do. And if I don't get my bread or whatever, that's a McDonald's. That effort. Yeah. She's yeah. doing what she's got to do. Right. So I come home after a hard day's work, and if my my spouse is laid out on the couch tired, I'm tiptoeing around. I'm not slamming doors like, look at this lazy. like you know. Mm. And now, obviously, you have to look at it as a, a matter of time. If every day... For six years, you've never done anything. You're always just tired. There's a health issue there, first of all. You know, it's kind of like when you wake up and run early, and then you have energy during the day or whatever. But if you're mm -hmm. just like, if you're not upholding your end as a spouse, because my expectations for a woman are the four L's. And if you take four L's and turn them like that, it's two W's. Loyalty, listen, learn, and look good. If you do all that, I'm good with you, okay? Mm. I'm not expecting you to make money because I'm supposed to make money. Where'd that come from? I need that on that's a t-shirt. You made that up. I think you made that up. Bro, that's just do that's, it that's, down that's, that's original. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. All right, <laughs> but that's all I, I want. I thought man. he was gonna make like a W, like <laughs> two Ws. Off. I need right. four Ls, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean. That's what I need from a woman. Um, so working off of essentially for the situation, working off of understanding and communication, because if if you you don't you're working under assumptions she assumes you just don't want to be at the house right. you assume she's, she's lazy acting sideways right, at yeah. yeah acting sideways at you for no reason and that's where the communication is so important people then, mm -hmm. yeah because yeah. there's other issues yeah yeah there's other issues like they know they they see your paycheck right if your paycheck's not increasing but you're telling them you're working 12 14 hours mm -hmm. there's other problems mm -hmm. so I think there's some accountability with all of that, but I think there's other issues. And I, I know people for a fact that deal with these things where like, you're not doing this, you're not doing this, you're not doing this. When in fact they are. Yeah. It's, that's not the problem. Yeah. That's just yeah. on the surface. Yeah. 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 On the other side of that. Yeah. Yeah. So my brother's in a situation where I disagree with him. What it is is he has a real estate situation that funds his whole family lifestyle. So he doesn't have a boss anymore. He wakes up and people rip from him. His wife wants him to do more around the house. She wants more help around the house. His rebuttal is, okay, I'll do more around the house if you go out and get some job. And I'm mm. thinking, this isn't me. I said, uh, danger zone. first of oh, all, life is fair. Second of all, if your wife needs you to step up, you get the privilege of ignoring exactly what she wants you to do to step up. Mm -hmm. It's never going to be equal. So stop trying to, but he was also raised by a woman just like me. We were raised by our mom. So 
we were born into thinking things should be equal. And he hasn't mm-hmm. figured out that that just doesn't happen. Well, in that communication, I think it skips over a lot, includes questions. You know, what are you going through? Why do you need this break? Why, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because a lot of people don't don't possess that ability to, to dump it out to you. You know, sometimes you got to pull it out. You got to understand why they're going through what they're going through in order to fix it or to work around it or even to give you motivation. If I know that you're going through something legitimate, I'm, I'll break it down. You know, yeah. I'll work harder, yeah. get you through this pit. And that is um, predominantly the responsibility of the man. But if the woman does that, it's rocket fuel. If a woman takes the time to respect where you're at and understand where you're at and think, I know you're doing the best you can. Um, she might even offer, maybe I should work at Waffle House. You know what I mean? Like, no, baby, I got this. Give me a couple months. I got this because I know you believe in me. Right. I can do this longer. I can make this work. Mm. You know. So absolutely, I agree with that. Yeah, that's one thing I'm I'm very fortunate to have, which is has stemmed through communication as I'm going through. I mean, all y'all know a lot right now with different schools and work and ton of different stuff and my days You're are just young, packed you got this yeah no but you know you i do I believe you. Yeah. You good. Yeah. no i do but when i can't you know text as much i can't i can't get on facetime tonight my bad you know i'm i gotta write this paper and go to bed because i gotta wake up at five these things are understood and encouraged because i got a hustler by my side like she's doing the same thing and she yeah. understands me so that's that's what works that's you better learn some stuff from all this <laughs> to keep her. Yeah. Because yeah. that situation may change. Yeah. If not. Yeah. I've learned some things about, I listened to this psychiatrist. Um, he has a podcast and he says, a woman's love is consuming. And I know a woman's love comes out of expectation. That's why a woman can love dogs forever. Because they never expect them to pay rent. <laughs> even if they crap on the floor, right? And a woman can love kids for quite a while until they get to that age when it's like I love you because you're mine but I would really like to drop kick it you know? <laughs> and women love men when they're pursuing them and then when things get comfortable it's like uh, my best example is baby girl you know I love you I bought you that big old bouquet of roses last week and she's like no it's this week now and then in the flip side for men our love is stable I know she loves me she bought me this watch last year I know she loves me. You know what I mean? It's completely different. Theirs is consuming. It's got to continue to be fed. So it will change. It will change. Right. Mine doesn't want any of that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, she's not materialistic at all, but there's other expectations of me and my time. Right. And the things that I can provide. Yeah. Past it. Five love languages. Get the book. (laughs) Get the book. Get the book. So I, I know... I know Cove's stance on this for sure, but uh, go. Uh, how do you guys feel about, I don't want to call it like rewarding, but rewards for, it makes it transactional, you know, I do this for you, you know, I've been hustling, so something, you know, you'll do a little extra for me, I do a little extra for you, Josh, and we're happy. what are you happy. doing over there, what is this? Yeah, yeah. He's ready, he's no, ready. Because no, no, no. <laughs> love should not be transactional, because there's no such thing as transactional. There's no such thing as transaction. Unless, you know, you got a, a working girl or something, you know, whatever. I don't know how to. How to no, you said it. You said it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. A working girl. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, 
like if if my I see my wife is not being herself, you know, now it's my turn to step up. And this is something I'm working on because I know she listens still. <laughs> oh, <laughs> here we go. Is this a plug for your relationship? I got to cover it. Don't worry. But, um, he always talks about you. And he only says the best things true. That, that's so right. That is right. kind of cool to see. You kind of cute with your love. <laughs> that's cool, but um, if I see she's not at, at 100%, it's then I know it's time for me to step up and, and to fill that other... 30% or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's, it, it, it isn't 70-30, in my opinion. It's 100-100. Well, in a you, sense. In, I mean, in a sense. As, you always have to give your all individually. That is, that's not tangible. 100% of your 30% needs to be here. In the tangible sense, no, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, relationship, yeah, yeah. For when sure. everybody looks from the outside in, for I'm sure. doing 70% of keeping this together. No, yeah, I expect sure. to be doing more than half of this mm-hmm. to make sure this works out. Yeah, Baby girl, you're not here to work. You're here to find peace and rest. And whatever that is, if you want to own a coffee shop or a sea sale shop or this or that, I want to be the man that brings those dreams to life. Therefore, I have to work. Yeah. And it might not be right away. Not right now. It might not be right away, but I'm working for it. Sooner or later. And I don't expect that if I'm earning money. So this is what I get into is I am a love factory. We are love factories. We've mastered love in that we've accomplished acquiring a woman's interest. We had to show them love to do that. Like hunting, like getting a deer. You got to do what the deer wants to get it. If you take a fistful of coffee beans and you go to, to Starbucks and say, let me get a venti, and you throw those beans on the table, are they going to give you a cup of coffee in exchange for coffee beans? Absolutely not, because they don't need coffee beans. The only way relationships work is if both people think they're getting the better end of the deal. They would like that $5, though. <laughs> and if you say five bucks for a cup of coffee, yeah, yeah, that's a good deal. Hook it up. Now we got a good relationship. I like Starbucks. When it comes to people, you can go into and say, if you got $10, and I say, man, I'll give you this $10 for that $10, what are you going to think? Mine's counterfeit, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Why, <laughs> why would I? Right, right. No, it's only $10, Especially right? from you. No, yeah. take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, may, sure. may not be. But then, so now you take that and you, you expound on it to the point, if you have a million dollars, if you have a million dollars and somebody says, I'll trade you a million dollars for a million dollars, you'd be a fool to take that deal. Because nothing else is a net loss because you lose time. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and risk. I mean, you're risking. Okay. So you produce love. So do you. So do you. You've mastered it. Now you go push that out into a relationship and what you receive back is love. I like that you said that. Because <laughs> now I'm going to change my ex- okay. expectation to hundred and. 50 percent and 150 percent okay it's how, it's how i like that percent, so, so you have some reserve in there or something i got a little reserve i got some left over. i want to see his math skills with, with no, i like that i like what you two. said no uh, right. i never thought of it that way yeah. really yeah so you i never thought of love that because you want something else in return it's a better deal for you if you get something besides love in return but you've been trained to accept love and some people make it like that but if you think about it a woman could tell you I don't really love you right now, but I respect you, and I'm going to trust what you're doing. You're good with that, right? I'm good, with, good that. with that, right? Because we don't need love. <laughs> we don't need love. <laughs> we don't eat it, right? We eat something different. And so when it comes down to it, that is the, the communications you have to have. I know it sounds like love. That's just the blanket term we use for when we engage another person, but mm-hmm. it's something different. It yeah. has a different meaning to, to every— To me, to yeah, you, to 100%. you. Right. Mm-hmm. Now— 
all girls are the same. They all want the pink hearts on Valentine's Day. We understand that. But if you buy me another pair of socks, I'm just going to assume you don't know who I am. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> I hate socks. Yeah. <laughs> Barefoot in the shoes all day. Yes, sir. All right, boys. Well, that's a good conversation. Yeah, we're running out of, running out of time here, yeah, but long, I think we did good. Yeah, I think we killed nice. it. This has been really good. Thank you, guys. I appreciate y'all. We do have uh, a lot of exciting things happening. The website is coming out here in a bit. Um, the uh, the stripped raw, you know, podcast branching off of writing raw. Um, a lot of information coming out, and that's what we just want to inform. A lot of resources. Um, Programs just to help. We want to help put this information out. Probably some uh, getting out front so people will see who we are, actually what we're about, hmm. our belief systems, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't think people know all that. No. Yet. Yeah. But you it's will. A, yeah. It's all coming shortly. It's all yeah. coming. It's exciting for us. Very exciting for me. I'll speak for y'all, but yeah. very, very exciting for me. And uh, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate right. everybody for listening. Yeah. Peace. See yes.